Borough bounced back from last weekend's defeat with a thrashing of the Royals with a record-breaking striker scoring not only his 21st of the season but the 1,000th goal at the Riverside. What a weekend to be a Borough fan. It's the Uruguayan curls one in. So, Borough bounced back from the defeat to West Brom in style, as we have done under Michael Carrick, like I said last week. Every single time this team has a setback, every single time this team suffers defeat, we bounce back in emphatic style. We do not let it get to us, we do not let it kill our momentum, and we come straight back with a great win. And this, the 5-0 win over Reading at the weekend was Borough's biggest home win since 2008, which of course was the 8-1 demolition of Manchester City before they had oil money, of course. But a fantastic performance by Borough here against Reading, and it was, like I said, a performance you would expect, a result you would expect. We'd won our last six at home in a row. Our record at home has been ridiculous. I think we've only conceded one goal at home in our last five or six home games. And Reading, on the other hand, not only had they just been given the news last week that they are staring another points deduction in the face, they come to the Riverside with what I believe was the second worst away record in the league. They are atrocious away from home. So, you know, this would have been a big... I guess uh, a big upsetter on the accumulator if anyone, you know, fancied Reading to do something special, but it wasn't to be. And Borough ran out 5-0 winners, a brace from that man, Chubarak Pom, with his 20th and 21st goal of the season in the league, his 22nd overall, which is just ridiculous. The first Borough striker to hit over 20 league goals since Bernie Slaven in 1990. Aaron Ramsey, of course, Loney from Aston Villa, an abundance of talent just come off the back of a tough injury. He has massively, massively found his feet in this side now and is clearly up to full fitness because he scored a great brace as well. And Marcus Force come on to score a penalty at the end to yeah finish off a wonderful 5-0 from Borough. And across the board, our XGL performance, everything about it was absolutely phenomenal. The result keeps Borough, of course, in third, but it keeps our noses ahead of the very, very informed Blackburn Rovers, and the gap to Sheffield United is down to four points once again. Just as it went up to seven, it swung back our way once again and is down to four points. But before we take a look at that in too much detail, let's have a look at the goals, and all five of them, uh, fantastic goals from Borough. The first, a penalty from Akpom, he hasn't been the best penalty taker. I did say his main weakness probably is his penalties, but he dispatched this one with style. It was a fantastic penalty sending the keeper the wrong way. And a couple of years ago, maybe this wouldn't be a penalty, but you look at the defender's body position, his arm is out in what you could say is not a natural position. I think whenever you've got your arm out in the box 
and you're kind of leaning towards the ball to put your body in the way and it hits your arm, it's deemed to be a, a foul and a handball. So it, I think it is a penalty in today's kind of law and it was perfectly dispatched by Tuba Akpom and just before half time after we'd hit the post with Akpom we'd had a goal disallowed by Cameron Archer it was a case of we just need that second to kill it off and we got it just before half time which couldn't have been better timed in my opinion and it was a wonderful wonderful goal from Aaron Ramsey it is exactly what you want to see from a young player he not only gets his head that we are defending initially he then gets out he then closes down the the Reading player who's coming onto it, nicks the ball off him, and I've got to say, Reading in this game, I mean, tactically, were just atrocious. They were so open. You're coming to a team who are one of the best in the league, especially at home, and they were way too open um, and made it way too easy for us at times. But yeah, the, the last man took a heavy touch. Ramsey nicked the ball, picked his pocket, and then had the composure to take the ball 60, 70 yards up the pitch and not only take it all that way, of course he sprinted most of the length of the pitch, he then has the composure, even with Riley McGree to his right, he opens up his body and places it brilliantly into the far corner, the composure of a forward, great stamina, great uh, tenacity to chase down his own header and take the ball the whole way, it was a goal completely his own making and a a thoroughly deserved goal. Fantastic from Aaron Ramsey. We go into the second half. It's 2-0 and you think to yourself, Reading are going to need a miracle to get out of this. Are they going to try and change tact, nick a goal, make it hard for us at the end? Many times in games like this when we've been comfortable 2-0 up, we'll concede a late goal and then there'll be a nervy few minutes towards the end, but not this time because Ryan Giles got that wand out of a left foot in the second half and put in two brilliant balls. The first fantastic ball to Tuber Akpom. You know, the ball is coming out of the air and he manages to direct it right between goalkeeper and defender. It's a perfect ball. He couldn't have placed it any better. It's too awkward for the defender to try and go for it and the keeper can't come out either. And of course, Akpom, as he would be, is in the right place at the right time to tap it in back post. A fantastic goal, both from Giles and Akpom. Makes it three. And then he's there again. Ryan Giles, another fantastic ball. This time, a more concise ball, perfectly cut back to Aaron Ramsey, who once again takes a touch. First touch is fantastic. Opens his body up once again. You've got to question the Reading defending um, in this moment because he's got way too much space in the box. And he just, again, the composure of a forward, slides it into the corner to make it four. And I can't believe I'm talking about a fifth for Borough but here we go a fifth and it was a second penalty of the game um, and this one a lot more clear cut than the earlier one for Borough uh, Marcus Force comes on great run down the right hand side he kind of puts his body into the defender to, to sort of enhance the contact but it is a foul it brings him down and what I loved about this especially in his post-match interview Tuber Akpom did say when asked why didn't you take the ball for your hat-trick you had a hat-trick right there. Why didn't you take the ball and say, I'm taking this penalty? And Akpom said, I'm a team player. And I want my, I want other strikers to chip in. I want the other strikers to get their goals. Um, keeps their confidence up. Keeps their morale up. It's better for the team. And he's not the type to snatch the ball off of a, another player. To be selfish about a hat-trick. And hearing that from a, your top goal scorer, your forward, is just... It's brilliant. It's the perfect attitude. And I think that embodies... 
and sums up this team under Michael Carrick. They are just such a great team with wonderful individuals. They're out there fighting for each other and he allows Marcus Force to take the penalty that he won and he dispatches it down the middle to make it five. A five-star performance by the Borough. A couple, well, one, one slight, not gripe, but the game could have maybe changed once we were 1-0 up because there was a penalty shout for Reading when we were 1-0 up as Shane Long was played in and Tommy Smith made what looked like a very clumsy challenge and I'll be honest I don't see how the referee hasn't gave Reading a penalty there. Um, Paul Ince, the Reading manager, called for a red card. I think that's a bit harsh. Maybe the referee thought Stefan might have got there in time I don't quite know. Maybe he was, a, you know, his vision was slightly impaired by players in front of him. But I think if the referee has a clear view of that, he probably gives it. And I think it's a bit fortunate that Borough weren't uh, brought to, or weren't, weren't weren't have given away a penalty. Whether Reading had, you know, dispatched it to make it one-one isn't a guarantee, but they would have had a great chance, I think, to level it up before the end of the first half. Um, and yeah, it, it, it changes the game, you know. I, I don't think Tommy Smith would have been sent off, but the penalty, if dispatched, if given, would have made it a different game. But I still think if you look at the ratings between the players, um, just the way that Reading and their tactics were, how open they were, the XG between the two sides, I can't see how anyone else, you know, how any other result would have came to be, even if Reading would have equalised. I still think Borough would have went on to win the game. You know, the expected goals, three and a half for Borough. Reading had 0.14, you know, and the, the, the penalty would have took it above one. But still, I think the, the level of which Borough created, um, unless Reading would have literally shut the back door in the second half and hung on to a point, I, I still think Borough would have eventually broken through. So you can understand, you know, ifs, buts and maybes. If we'd have had the penalty, would it have changed the game? Would it have, and you know, would it have gave Reading a better chance of nicking something in the second half? I mean, yes, but I think the balance of the game was definitely in Borough's favour. 13 shots to Reading's three. Um, we had three on target. Uh, sorry, six on target. They didn't have any on target. They had one off target. We had three off target. Um, we also, like I say, hit the woodwork, and we had 10 shots inside the box compared to Reading's one. We outpassed them. Our passing was far more accurate. We pretty much dominated them in every single um, metric, and it was a fantastic performance from the Borough. So, yeah, Reading's awful away form continues. Borough's amazing home form continues, um, and it was a a very one-sided affair. One of the most one-sided games I think I've seen um, this season. And I think Reading, you know, in fairness, were one of the poorest teams I've seen at the Riverside this season. And talking of Reading. Big game midweek because as you look at the league table, like I say, the gap has been brought back down to four once again. Sheffield United did obviously pull it out to seven last weekend when we lost to West Brom and they beat Watford. But this weekend, they once again, like they did two weeks ago, played in the early kickoff. They lost to Millwall that day, early kickoff again this weekend, and they lost to Blackburn, who are in fine form, you have to say. And uh, yeah, that opened the door for Borough to close the gap, which we have done again. But Sheffield United have that gaming hand, that gaming hand they've had for a while. That is midweek against Reading. Now I will say, 
Reading are far better at home than they are away from home. That's me clutching at straws. They were very, very poor against us. My hope is that maybe they'll get a kick up the arse to, to, to be better against Sheffield United. Maybe more tactically astute, maybe a bit more defensively solid. Um, it will be tough for Sheffield United to go there. Um, their form, as you can see, they've lost three of the last four, um, which is quite a poor uh, a poor run of results. I mean, obviously they beat Tottenham in the cup, but three of the last four in the league and away from home haven't looked as strong as they do at Bramall Lane. So as much as I would obviously fancy Sheffield United to be favourites for this, you'd be stupid not to, there's a chance that Reading might nick a point off them. I can't see Reading beating um, Sheffield United, but you know we can hope that they might nick a point from them um, and, and you know the gap would then be five points and as a level with you know level on, on, on number of games played and I think then you know with the fixtures coming up we can close that gap even further I think the trajectory of both teams points per game wise since the international break since the World Cup break I think it's only going to close up um, we just don't look like we're going to stop I don't think at this rate the goals we're scoring even when we suffer setbacks we're straight back on it Away from home, we're still scoring goals. Um, on the most part, at home, we're untouchable. And Sheffield United just look a little bit shaky at times. Um, so I think, you know, even the most optimistic of Sheffield United fan would have to look at this and think that the trajectory and the course of both teams is going to collide at some stage and we will catch them. It's just a case of if we do and we go ahead... We then become the hunted, so that's a, that's when the dynamic changes and they've got, then got nothing to lose. So, yeah, I'm still enjoying being the team chasing, but I think it will get to a point where the nerves will maybe come on to us and we will have to then look over our shoulders at Sheffield United. But we also have to look over our shoulders at Blackburn, who, whose form has been absolutely remarkable. I mean, I, I've never really once took Blackburn as a serious threat. Um, mostly because they've lost 13 games this season. I mean, it is only two more than us, in fairness. Um, but their goal scored, the goal difference isn't very convincing. That could be a huge factor. Um, you know, you could really give Borough an extra point over Blackburn in, in that case. But their run of form's been absolutely amazing. So we have to, we have to, you know, give them the respect they deserve and keep an eye on them. Maybe Luton too. But I think even Sheffield United might be looking at Blackburn and. You know, after being beat by them, I think that, you know, we might we might have to keep an eye on them too. So I think the pressure's definitely going to pile on Sheffield United and it'll be interesting to see how they cope with it given the run of games that they've got coming up, which as we've covered are tough. As for Borough then, we head to Swansea next weekend. An away trip to, you know, a very long away trip to a team who, you know, won't be easy. They'll keep the ball, they'll keep possession and they'll make it very difficult for us. But Swansea's form is pretty pretty poor, it has to be said. You look at Swansea's form since January, since they had that really poor January window. Morale there doesn't look good. Um, whether Russell Martin is, is motivated, I don't know. It just seems like there's something not right at Swansea, given the January window they've had and, and the, the run of results they've had since. Um, you look at them in the new year, they've drew to, to Bristol City. They did beat Sunderland in a pretty good away win, but other than that, they were knocked out of the cup. Drew at QPR, and they're a very poor side, so that's not a good result. They've lost to Birmingham, conceding four. Birmingham, round about the bottom of the league. 
Got battered by Sheffield United, um, lost to Blackburn, lost to Stoke, drew to Rotherham, who were down there. You know, their only win come at Blackpool, who were second bottom, and I think at the time had just gotten Mick McCarthy, or maybe, you know, would just sacked their other manager. You know, not good. Um, so you'd have to say Borough would go their favourite, but an away trip is always tough, especially when it's one as long as that. But I will predict Borough will win. I think it will be a 1 or 2 0 win for us at Swansea. I think we'll definitely do the job there. Um, and looking at the fixtures around us, Sheffield United, of course, as I've already mentioned, have Reading in midweek. But then host Luton next weekend, which is another very, very tough fixture for them. And if we want to even look at Blackburn Rovers, they head to Stoke, which is a game you simply cannot predict with Stoke because they've just come off the back of whooping Sunderland 5-1, but can't string more than one win together, so I'd probably fancy Blackburn there. So it's all very exciting, it's all closing up, um, and uh, who knows where things will lie as we head towards the next international break. It's very much closing up, though, I think, the run for second place. And I still fancy Borough to catch Sheffield United and make a, a good run of it. But we'll see what happens in behind us. It's all very exciting. But do let me know your thoughts, guys, in the comments section below. What you think of the season, the performance, uh, Borough's 5-0 win, and where you think the season will end up and how it will play out for the Borough. But until then, thank you so much for watching, guys. If you've enjoyed this video, hit the like button. Do subscribe for more and hit the bell so you never miss an upload. Do comment below your thoughts. And, of course, do check out the Borough Breakdown podcast as the guys will be discussing this win in much more detail. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for watching. I will see you next time.